Happy Wednesday, friends, and welcome back to Aquarius Behavior. I'm your co-host, Morgan. And I'm your co-host, Samantha. Hey, Morgan, what's your bevy today? Mm, let me tell you. It's Agua. Ah. Uh, pew, Agua H2O. Iced. Noise. Ice, ice, baby. <laughs> yeah. We're hydrating today. Mm. Oh, girl, what you got? Excuse me. I'm over here with my Diet Mountain Dew as my bevy today. Mm-hmm. Caffeinating. 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 Mm. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Happy Wednesday, friends. Happy Wednesday. Yeah, it's a slower day in the pot lounge today. Mm. Uh, I was texting you earlier and requested for a chill episode. Yeah. And if we could just play a game today. Yeah, it felt like we needed to play a game today. I just want to play a game. <laughs> My body's tired. <laughs> I mean, how about that Twilight episode, everyone? Wow. Wow. I think that's maybe what it is. I'm just so filled with emotions from Twilight <laughs> that it's physically affecting my body and I'm tired. And we're both finishing the book right now. So we're in the midst of all of the yeah. feelings. Yeah, stop making eye contact with me. I'm we sorry. can't talk about I'm it. Sorry. We're I'm not talking. That's Mm-mm. next week. People have got to come back next week if they want to listen to us rage about Twilight. Yeah, holler on Book Nook. So excited. But today we're playing a game. Today we're going to play a game, Sam. We're going to play the best friend game. Yeah. Oh, we haven't played it in a while. A while. Quite a while. A while. So I've gone through. I've picked out the cards today uh, for the best friend game. I have four of them picked out, and they are in a specific order that I would like you to read them. Yeah, you handed them to me. them. And there's different colors. So normally we do either green or blue. There's both colors and they're in a specific order. So yeah. I don't remember. There is something about the color because they're two sided cards. Mm-hmm. So one side's green, one side's blue. I don't remember what they mean because usually it's like a difficulty, but these are all personal questions. And as I read them, I told you just some of them are very like moment in time, very specific. Uh, some of them are just random and i guess other ones are silly so i don't really know the difference in the colors because they all just sort of blend together and seem the same to me i don't know well that's what we need this wednesday here we go we're just gonna jump in oh my gosh do it the first card blue card i feel like i'm at bingo Mm. (laughs) number 126 does my car have a name if so what is it morgan Mm. Tell me about your vehicle. I know my car has a name. What's Does your, your name? car have a name? Because I don't know that I don't know of a name that your car has. I That's why I'm saying that. My car does not have a specific name. Yeah, it's just it's just the vehicle that I drive. Is that because I have a question? Yep. So specifically yeah. about your cars, because you have leased cars in the past. Is that why you don't name your car? Because like I don't really own it yet. You, it's just yeah. Like is it? I don't know. Is that difficult? Like, is it a relationship thing where you're like, I can't get too attached here? I I name the puppy, then (laughs) got to take it home. I absolutely name and personify inanimate objects. Uh And I think that that may be 
maybe or maybe not, who knows, related to why I don't name. Because I have owned vehicles in the past and I've, they've had names. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, my current vehicle does not have a name. It's my work vehicle. It's just, it's my work vehicle. That's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's also why. It's because it's my work vehicle. Oh, maybe. Wow. So this is a relationship thing. It's like some keeping emotional distance going on in there. It's just my mobile office. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hearing (laughs) a lot of boundaries that you set around your relationship with your car. Yeah. It turns out. (laughs) Tell me about your vehicle name, Morgan. Oh, I absolutely have. I have always had names for my vehicle. I also am a person who frequently names inanimate objects. <laughs> so I have emotions about it. Yeah. Uh, so I, let's see, I've had, I think, three cars in my lifetime, three vehicles, because I currently drive a pickup. And so... Yeah, you do. Yeah. And her name is Moby, because she is the great white whale. <laughs> the white whale? The white whale. Yep. And so... um. Yeah. So people typically like call me and ask to borrow her because that's what you do. That's why I have a pickup because I'm like, yes, we just need a pickup in the friend group. Yeah. So when people have to haul stuff, just yeah, like give me a call. I'll be there with my Let's pickup. haul it. Mm-hmm. Moby and I together. We ride at dawn. <laughs> yeah, I love her. And then so Joel recently got a new car and he is in the process of bonding with his car and naming it. So he's yeah. been trying out things. He hasn't decided on something. He thought he had and then recently told me that it just didn't feel right. <laughs> so we're going back to the drawing yes. board. Yes. I lo- oh, that's so funny. And I'm not getting involved because this is his car. It's a personal experience. It is. Yeah. Like he needs yeah. this is his bonding process. Mm-hmm. He needs to figure that out. It's going to be in his heart and Whatever his heart song is. Yeah, he'll know it when he hears it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Gosh, that's funny. Well, wow, I, I just... Maybe this is a new start for you. You know, Pluto is an Aquarius. For the next 20 maybe years. your <laughs> Mazda will get a name this year. I... I mm, mm, big I'm changes. Manifesting see? that. Let's see if she speaks to me. <laughs> we'll see if she speaks to me. All right, Morgan. Here's our next question. This is our second question. And it's number... 203 on the green side. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Wow. Really shaking it up this time. How would I rate my ability to draw on a scale from one to five? Five being the best and one being the worst. (sighs) So this is the one that you saw me snicker at because I read it and I immediately started singing the song from Potter Musical. Her mind can't draw. Her mind can't draw. Money cannot draw. <laughs> so that's what made me crack up. Oh my! Yeah, how are your drawing skills, Morgan? Okay, mom. Tell, I mean, tell me all about it. Okay, we're talking comparatively. I recently spent a weekend with friends of me and my husband and their small children. We did some coloring, and I would say comparatively, I'm probably like a four, all right? Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I will say I I was a trendsetter. Uh, (laughs) Iconic. Yeah, we had these tiny 
uh, white fuzzy animals that you can draw on with Crayola markers and then you get to brush them and bathe them in the water and all and all of the color comes out. Fabulous. Kids toys are so fun. Uh, it was so fun. <gasps> These yes. days. My goodness. So stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, I can think of some people that I have known in the past that I would consider artsy people. And as compared to them, I would say a two. <laughs> because yeah, I am crafty, which is not the same as artsy. Mm-hmm. Those are two different things. We've discussed in the past how like, I have more of a flair for cooking and you have more uh-huh. of a flair for baking. Mm-hmm. It's the difference. Like, you're yes. artsy as opposed like to difference. drawing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like the creative versus uh, good at following instructions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Crafter. Yeah. That's the difference I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would have to say a two for yeah. me. Okay. It's a two for me. A- <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's a two. <laughs> I also just think of your, like your sister who provided the artwork literally on our walls right now. So then I look at that and I'm like, could I do better? No. Could I recreate that right now? Oh, I'm not confident. Right now, Morgan's so, looking at a piece of art on our wall that has a angry moon, our moon bully, yeah, on it with some pink and kind of light blue and dark blue clouds. Ugh, these beautiful textured, painted. like ombre mm-hmm. clouds, and they're delicate beautiful. and. I read Ugh. something recently about painting. So mm-hmm. this is, I guess painting is a little bit different than drawing. I just like saying it that way. Mm-hmm. Drawing. Uh, with paint, you can just keep on putting paint on it. You can never put too much paint on it. Mm. And just put paint on it until you <laughs> like it. And that really stuck with me, Morgan. <laughs> just layer it. Just layer it up. Layers. It's just about the layers. Yeah. That is pretty cool. You're right. And like you can reuse the canvas. Yeah, if you don't like it, <laughs> ultimately, you, just, you don't like it, just, just scrape that bad boy off and start over. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so comparatively, okay, so I'm actually a two. <laughs> if, if you want to compare me to a seven-year-old, mm-hmm. I'm a four. Yeah, you're hot shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm pushing boundaries with my shading, so... What is it called? Cross-hatching? Oh, my. The cross-hatching. Oh, my. Bold lines. Kids have never seen color like this before. In reality, I'm a two. Solid two. (laughs) Oh, this is a nice question. Uh, So I'll compare myself in uh, both ways as well. I have previously arted with children, and I would say that I am a solid four. A solid four. Sometimes fifth graders can like impress me and like give me a run for my money. Uh, but I would say a solid four uh, up against elementary aged kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, with uh, up against real people who do real art. Oh, maybe a three. Barely. Oh, congratulations. Nearly. Three. Nearly a three. Like a 2.2. <laughs> Because there's decimals now. It's like a 2.8 <laughs> four. 
for the drawing. Yeah, we'll allow it. Yeah. Like I did a lot of I'm more of a doodler. Like mm. I can't uh, reproduce something that someone's like draw a horse in a meadow with a sunset and mm. birds in the. No, I'm going to be like doodling on my notes in high school. And all of a sudden it's art on the page. Don't know how I got there. Don't really know why. What's the meaning? It's now on my notes that I now like I put my art on my notes mm-hmm. on lined paper. It just like it's fine. It's pretty. It's mm-hmm. cute. I'd put it in a plastic thing and carry it around in a binder, but it's not anything impressive. Is of, somebody going to buy it? A lot of pencil sketches. Yeah, no, no. That's no. like that's my question when yeah, I so make then, something. I'm like, is somebody gonna buy this? So then <laughs> what is that threshold? Is that threshold a four for purchase? Well, I think this comes uh around to the age old question, what is art? What and we const- is you know art. we constantly ask that question on this podcast, is it art? I mean, if we're talking about it, I guess it doesn't matter if anyone's buying it because there are a lot of famous artists in the past <laughs> who haven't, who have died broke. That's right. We don't Financially use... broke mm-hmm. and emotionally broke <laughs> and unpopular. Yeah. It's a, we're not using, I would say, like mm. being purchased as a threshold for art. But what would you say if we were going to put a number on it? Like, is is the good art at a four? Is okay mm. art a three? Because I'm definitely below a three. Specifically for drawing. <sighs> Draw. That's so difficult. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's subjective. I guess it also just depends, like... Just like art? Who is the artist? You know, I may look and be impressed with something that, you know, a toddler does because they're underdeveloped and usually don't have the best coordination Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i'd be like wow look at what you did look at what you mean your arms your your motor skills are impressive (laughs) child wow uh uh and it's also the story behind it so i guess that's typically my thing with art too you have to bond no eye for art with the inanimate object yeah and know its story Mm-hmm. You have to know its story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that is how I guess. So I define art and like when I know I see art is yeah. typically. Yeah. How can you tell? Yeah. So how I tell it's not normally a number system, but I will see art and ask myself, is it art? And if I am unsure and uh, then immediately I think this is art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just the unknown, the ambiguity of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's art. The mystery. The mystery. Ooh. The uncertainty you feel in your body when you're looking at it. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. yep. So if I'm like, I have no idea, that means I don't understand it, which means it's beyond me, which means it must be art because I don't know what art is. <laughs> So therefore, we come back around to it. Because is it art? Yeah. Probably. They tried to make us put our art on a number scale for this card, and we just couldn't stay in that box. We had to break out of it. Mm. I'm still a two. (laughs) Perfect. I'm still a two. I can't say what art is. Like, I'm not going to tell art who it is. 
or what it is. I think that's rude, but I know I'm a two. Oh. <laughs> that's what I know today. Yeah, don't tell Art what it is. Hey, Abpod listeners. Hope you're feeling groovy, and this episode is bringing a slice of nice to your day. Did you know you could follow AquariusBehavior.pod on Instagram to see weekly episode updates and behind-the-scenes podcast pictures? Yeah, it's true. You can also email the show at AquariusBehavior.pod at gmail.com to share your friendship stories or suggest a segment. Stay hydrated, buddies. Now on with the show. This is for me. Morgan, blue side, question three, number 130. Mm -hmm. Wow, we just came back from our stretch break and it was so good. Great stretch. I ate more chocolate. What a bop. Uh, Morgan, what instruments can I play? Mm. But you, which ones can you play? Okay, I think you play a little piano. Do you not? (laughs) I want you to tell me what you think. (laughs) And then I will tell you how you're wrong. No. I'm trying to think because I know we've talked about band before. Mm-hmm. And I'm just trying to picture your childhood home. I remember if there was a keyboard or a piano in there. It's just like the feel like you would know piano. <laughs> Even though I've never seen these skills exhibited. <laughs> I look like a person who plays friendship. piano. Um, okay. What other ones? You played a reed instrument. Ooh. Mm. I want to say clarinet. Did you play the clarinet? I did play the clarinet. Yes. yes. I did play the clarinet. You okay. did. Okay. When did you play clarinet? Uh, I played, so I played clarinet when it was like. Ooh, like uh, intermediates, like fifth grade, sixth grade. Okay. Yeah. Okay. When things were introduced and it was very cool to play an instrument. Yep. People are figuring out who they were and like mm-hmm. how oh how do I make this piece of wood make a sound that doesn't sound like a cat dying? <laughs> Take skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sure does. How long did you stick with the clarinet? Oh, not long. Oh, let me think about it. I was out by eighth grade. I was out okay. of the clarinet. I was just like, no, forget that. Yeah, because in ninth grade, I was like, I'm not taking a music thing. And then in 10th grade, I went to choir. Because Ooh, choir kid. That, I mean, for me, it's all about, I can't sight read for crap. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> what kept me out of the elite choir. But um, I'm really good at pitch matching and like a bop mm-hmm. and like learning a part. Um, and so I had so much fun in choir. So that was like the end of my instrumental years was in like eighth grade. But I was Morgan, <laughs> but I was goth and I played the clarinet. And so I was wearing my like black getup with like my black clarinet. And I was just so freaking cool. Ugh. Yeah. Instruments, you guys. Who were you when you played an instrument? Like, oh my God. what? Because I feel like some people start an instrument really young, like, mm-hmm. Especially piano players. I didn't play piano. I only had a keyboard to like pretend like I knew how to play piano. And I would just figure out how to play songs by my ear. Like mm-hmm. just doot, 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 doot. Back before the internet. When it was just listening to the radio and trying to figure it out. Of course I learned my heart will go on. 
let me continue. Uh, (laughs) But some people go to like elementary school or intermediate school and then they play an instrument or choose like I know you were in orchestra. Mm -hmm. You played the violin. Yep. Yep. I did. And so some people, you know, start really, really young and some people just like dip in and then dip out. So what was your musical journey, mm-hmm, Morgan? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I started playing violin, uh, I believe when I was seven, maybe eight. Oh, that's young. That's second, third grade. Kind of. So kind it's, of? It's, I mean, not for violin, like I young, guess. but not for violinists. Like competitive. A lot of, yeah, you're right. <laughs> for real. Like a lot of... That's a whole world. Violinists start when they're like three or four is is common. Oh, their violins are so tiny. Yeah, they're the tiniest. Oh, they make such... Violins tiny. come in different sizes <laughs> because you like as you grow, your instrument grows with you. And so, yeah, they're... Not actually, but you size up as you grow. Correct. You size up as you grow. <laughs> yeah, the, the violin isn't living. Thank you. <laughs> but it could, and it probably has a name. Mm, probably. Uh, so that, I guess, is where that started. And then band happened yeah, in fifth grade. Did you double instrument? I did. Yeah, I thought I heard a rumor about that once upon a time in our friendship. Yeah, so I did. <laughs> Because I wanted to be in band. That was Mm -hmm. cool. A lot of my friends were doing it. I was like, this is awesome. Like, yeah, metal. Uh, So I became a percussionist. And the thing with percussionists is that at the time and in fifth grade, there was a prereq for percussionists. And you had to already have played an instrument, preferably piano, because that meant that you would already be familiar with reading music and you would already be able to play bells, which was important. <laughs> so oh, bells. my mom, bless her heart, was like, she plays the violin. And my mom was like, it's just sight reading. It's cool. And then that was when I learned that I couldn't sight read. <laughs> and oh, because <laughs> struggle. And so I just kind of like learned and picked it up because I was like, whatever. And percussion was the best because we all just hung out in the back. And you just it's like a stop and go because typically sometimes they want to talk to the percussionist. But like typically we're the best at keeping the beat anyway. So like we're right. And we're just like, come on, everybody. Catch up with us, please. We're we're right. Just listen to us. Just follow the percussionist. Yeah. So I would say most of the time it was like, great. We'll just we'll wait for everybody else to get their act together and the conductor can like stop everything and talk to people. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we'll just wait and we're patient. And, you know, there was tomfoolery. Then that happened. I remember like playing board games back there and stop it. (laughs) That's so fun. School is so fun. (laughs) So I figured it out. Mm -hmm. Um, Super fun. I also learned uh, that, yeah, I'm just a, I was a child of Suzuki. I don't know how to sight read. I learn by ear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it comes at you fast uh, when uh, uh, yeah. your uh, choir or band or whatever mm-hmm. is leveling up. And it's like, oh, I, oh, 
These are just notes on a page. It's also because I have dyslexia. So can we please talk about like the they're all letters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, can't. I cannot. No, I cannot either. And I time just, signatures get out of here. I just didn't care enough mm-hmm. to put in the effort to do it because I was just getting along anyway. I was like, I'm pretty good at learning by ear. So this will take me quite far. I felt like, you know, the movie Drumline. It's kind of like that, except not at all. Uh huh. That, but not that. Yes, like that, but not quite. Tell me, and how like so. my own thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For those of us who have not seen Drumline with Nick Cannon, please just really quick, because I'm just thinking about all of the big drum sequence at the back when everyone is like jamming out and he's out there just with his solo drum and he's I'm pretending like I'm hitting a snare drum with my little drumsticks. I love drumline. That movie was so cool because all of my friends, all of all of us percussionists and then a lot of the bandies were very excited when that movie came out because it, it was just it like it came out like oh while my gosh, you were recognition <gasps> and drummers are just so metal. Yes, look at us, we're the coolest. We're just we're like bandies, but we're not like regular bandies. Like we're cool bandies. I love the word bandies. <sighs> yeah, bandies. Oh man, it was a culture. Let me tell you. Let it. me tell you. So, uh, yeah, that was just the thing. And then I got to college and I realized not everybody had seen Drumline and that wasn't a part of everyone's movie repertoire. Uh, But it's fine. I introduced it to a lot of friends. (laughs) It's just it's just one of those movies, man. I just have a soft spot for it. It is still a pleasure. Mm -hmm. I have no guilt about it. It is just a pleasure. No, he just has to make it. Yes. He just has to make it onto the drumline. He's got to learn to sight read. And yeah. He has to be humble. Oh, he's being humble. He has to learn. Oh. He has to admit that he doesn't know everything. Oh, I can't be a novel. What a story. Wow. <sighs> so those are my two instruments. Flipping drumline. Uh, <laughs> I just need to know, of percussive instruments, Morgan, mm-hmm. which of them were uh, highlights for you to play? Okay. I... I had no this answer. Yeah. Okay, so I had a few memorable moments. I always love an opportunity to play the kibasa. What is that? Um, so the kibasa. It's not a kielbasa, like a sausage. No, the kibasa. Kibasa. So this is the instrument. Um, you may hear it in songs, and it's the thing that's not the little shaker, like an egg shaker, but it's a similar sound. And it's these metal beads that are wrapped around a circle that has like what looks like tin foil. So it's just the sound of these metal beads and you have a handle and you just swish your hand back and forth uh, on across the beads so that the beads swish against this like crinkled metal and you make that sound. It's just it's a one purpose instrument. <laughs> That's what that's why I love it. It's like the kitchen utensil that only has one use mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. only use it like <laughs> this is for special songs. Once in a blue moon. We keep this in the kibasa box. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. So it's just the thing. <laughs> so that's what I would get excited about because that's also percussion. It's just we have all these tiny little toys. And <laughs> it's just 
We do. Yeah, yeah. So we just have like these treasure troves, these big chests that will wheel out. And it's just all of our tiny toys. And uh, that was one that I always delighted in because it's just so random. It's like, why do we ever need this? And what kind of songs is is it in? Random ones. And how, never know when it's going to show up. How did that instrument with that sound make it this far to band? It made it to the finals. And enough people yeah. need this in music in, in music. general that we mm-hmm. actually have to make one. Yeah. And there was just there's just something also just primitive about it that I like. I guess in general with percussion that I like. Yeah. It's just everything is simple. <laughs> Like we're just gonna hit stuff. We're just gonna, smack we're just gonna stuff hit around. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. just gonna hit stuff. We're gonna fling it. Mm-hmm. We're gonna click it. Yeah. We're gonna tap <laughs> Double it click with it. a mallet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All those xylophones. Oh. Ooh. And um, what are they called? The timpanies, the big drums. Yes. Oh my goodness. So, I just was over there in the clarinet <sighs> section watching all of the cool toys being mm-hmm. played within the back. Yeah. Yes. Timpanies. I also. I like timpanis. Timpanis are tough because we have to tune them. And so, like, you have to be good at tuning. And that's where, like, you do have to have a good ear Mm -hmm. unless you have a mechanism to tune it for you. So that was always kind of that was like the uh, I think the stressful bit of being a percussionist is in between songs that they both required timpani. You had to tune them or sometimes timpanis would have to be tuned during songs and so you're like oh my gosh i've got 12 bars and i gotta quietly tune these nobody can hear my little taps <laughs> well and i love with timpanis to make the sound stop you have to like throw yourself on the drums <laughs> and that's my, that was my favorite part of watching percussion is when it was like dung 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 and then the percussionist would just fling their arms out and chest all, chest and all onto the two drums Wow. Yeah. Fond memories about grade school and (laughs) I do instruments. Yeah. A memory about the timpanis when I was in sixth grade. So this was like my second year of playing. And uh, Harry Potter was very popular, but none of the movies had come out. No movies. It was that weird time in between yep. where just the book kids. There knew became the rumors cool stuff, yeah. of movies. Mm-hmm. And so my uh, sixth grade band teacher was a big Harry Potter fan and he had read all the books thus far, which was only three. Uh, but <laughs> so that also gives you something. Oh, man. Yeah. Only oh. the first three were out. <clears throat> so old. And so he wrote a Harry Potter symphony for us. And so that was like everything that we learned then for our spring concert <gasps> and put on. <sighs> Revelation in my musical career. Wow. Was playing the timpanis for that song. And during the scene where... Well, in the book where there there's all like the, the keys right mm-hmm. and harry's flying up and trying to get the right key for that one i played on the kettle of the timpanis so it made just kind of this clicking sound oh, a little tink 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 that noise. blew my sixth grade mind my little 12 year old brain could not handle that and i was like oh my god is this art i think so you were making a freaking soundscape morgan it's so like the first time I ever did pizzicato on my violin. I was like, oh, 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 I'm strumming the string right now. This is crazy. I'm not even using my bow. It's up here. This is wild. What's Do you hear this? Oh, gosh. It's like a banjo. Oh, man. Level <laughs> up. 
nerdy music experiences. I love that. <laughs> well, that was a nice card. Wow. Nice, nice pull, Morgan. <sighs> it's good. Uh, here's our last card of the day. Oh, good. It's blue. Number 164. On a, ooh, we have another one to five scale. On a oh. scale from one to five, how would you rate my style as a high schooler? Five being the best. One being the worst. Okay, I smiled behind my microphone when you were earlier talking about your goth style as a clarinetist. I see the full circle now. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I knew that card was coming. You fell into my trap. Ah, you got me. <laughs> so, okay, I also picked this card because this year we are reading and analyzing the Twilight Saga by Stephanie Meyer. Mm-hmm. So, last week just got me thinking about, yeah. Who were we in high school? And we touched on that a little bit. But I want to elaborate on style right now because I think that's important to know. And also, what is like high school to you? Let's paint a picture. Because, okay, so my high school at the time, when I went through school, our district had one building that was just for ninth graders. So we had a freshman center. The youngins in one building. (laughs) Where they isolated us. (laughs) I had a dean at the time, Dean Johnson. Mm -hmm. He was a hoot and a half. Like, he was the cool teacher that, like, he was an art teacher in middle school. It was kind of a Mr. Feeney situation where he ended up growing in his career along with, like, a certain grade in class. Oh, yeah. So he was our art teacher in, like, seventh grade. And then by the time... Our class got to the ninth grade center. He was the vice principal. Oh. And then by the time we got to the high school, like our second year in high school, senior year, he had moved to the high school and was like director of physical education or athletics. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. But it's just like, cool. So we just always saw him as like, what up, man? I've known you for a thousand years. (laughs) He's like the cool teacher. Yeah. So... Um, I forgot where this was going. Well, we're talking about who we were in high school and what like the oh yes, okay. different and ninth grade. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's mm-hmm. why I say, what is high school to you? Because I think of high school for me is tenth, eleventh, and twelfth grade mm-hmm. because we had a strange experience in my community. <laughs> We were isolated. It's just different. It's just a different way to do yeah. it. So I don't, I don't know, freshman year, I don't really count as high school. It was just such this weird in-between time. Mm-hmm. Um, and up until then, people in our district, there were two middle schools. So it was sixth and seventh grade and then eighth and ninth grade. That's weird. So like that had just recently changed and been restructured. So like the community was just all adjusting. And then you had friends who were just like, oh my gosh, this is so weird. Like I was in middle school three years ago and it wasn't like that at all. And now it's just like totally different. That's so weird. Like what is that like for you? So then there was that difference in classes just when you were like a grade or a two above yes strange time Mm. yes feeling very different very other so then 10th grade us (laughs) yeah that's who we're talking about yeah so like i think of okay who is 10th i think 11th grade i really hit my stride (laughs) tell me about okay tell me about who she tell me about who she is i go with her I would like I would like to get to know. Okay, well, what's 11th yours? Grade. Uh, yeah, and then what's your what's your age range here? Yeah, I would say 
because I really like um I really spent a lot of money at Hot Topic in like eighth and ninth grade. It was just a lot of real cute black, you know, screen printed tees. But that was not like my personal style. It was just like buying all the stuff that was fun. It was very like visual, Mm -hmm. visual exciting. Um, So my 10th, 11th and 12th was more, um, I'm going to say polished, polished goth or polished mod. Taking the things I liked mm-hmm. from that and like pairing it with other crappy clothes. <laughs> so that's who she was. <laughs> so a lot of black eyeliner, a lot of hair color, a lot of wearing the same hat for a while, mm-hmm. same sweatshirt for a while. I rocked a black Adidas sweatshirt for like a solid couple months. Different clothes on underneath, but that was just like mm-hmm. the topper. Yeah. Minnesota. That was just what was cool. Yeah. So like that's mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind of where my um my island of fashion mm-hmm. it was in tenth grade. Yeah. Tell me about tell me about Morgan, her journey hitting her stride. Okay. So I think there So uh I grew up in, in shopping mall culture. Okay, so it was very, it was like, oh my gosh, who are you wearing? What's your brand name? I imagine that is different now because shopping malls are becoming obsolete. It's like we go to Target to buy our clothes. Yeah, it's, it doesn't, or it's online. It doesn't so much matter. Like I said, screen printed Mm -hmm. tees. It's, you don't have the brand on the front of your shirt as much anymore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But like I grew up in the time where there was one mall. In, you know, the 20 mile radius of our high school where most people went. And it was like, oh, great. I saw that on the mannequin last Saturday. Super cool. I got that polo in green. Uh, So, okay. By the time I got to like later high school, it seemed to be there were really two styles, like predominantly. And there was just like preppy style yeah. where. Yeah. Like, literally, we did dress like people on the Jersey Shore. I kid you not. And oh, wow. Like, that was so real. And Hollister and Abercrombie were very big because mm-hmm. it was very, like, oh, my gosh, ocean side vibes, right? In Minnesota, yes. In Minnesota, mm-hmm. yes. Because it's we those- lived in Minnesota and it seemed so cool. <laughs> Bermuda shorts, different polos, <laughs> yeah, with the popped collar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah. just had a flat. Yeah, wow. Yeah, Bam. yep. Okay. So you know, it's it's February in Minnesota, and it's negative twenty eight with the wind chill, and we're walking around in leggings with like denim mini skirts, and then two polos because we're layering. It's the and layers. that's cool, and mm-hmm. the collar is popped. So that was uh, a predominant style. Another predominant style was just garbage teen, which I, I still see today. It seems to have evolved. It's an enduring style. But it is a style. Okay. Okay. And, and so? I, a style that I respect. So <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is the style where you look like you woke up. 10 minutes before you had to get on the bus Mm -hmm. and you probably did but no one will ever know uh and so messy buns 
just always the messy bun, messy bun, messy ponytail. Uh, oh, so many sweatpants. Yeah, like the sweatpants. that was my sweatpant era. Did you Uggs? Mm, I sure did. Did you, you Uggs real hard? Bottom dollar mm-hmm. I did. All right. Yep. So uh, just whatever is squishy and soft. Mm. Sweatshirts. Yeah. So many hoodies. So many hoodies. Loved me some hoodies and sweatpants going to school. I look back now and I'm just like, missed opportunity, man. You could have been a piece of art. And then, but you chose comfort, and I respect that Morgan, about her. Is it art? Uh, it definitely was not. <laughs> I can tell you that. Okay. It's a two. I can tell you that it was not. <laughs> but I was comfortable, damn it. Well, that's the thing. It's when you're going to learn. I mean, as as a 37-year-old lady, <laughs> uh, I would say, looking back on the high school years, it's like, if I'm if I'm trucking up to learn for six and a half hours, like, this brain ain't what she used to be. Like, mm-hmm. sitting for classes, I still have to do training for, you know, my current job. And it's like, ooh, okay, effort, giving a crap, whatever. And so I really identify now with all of the people that showed up in the sweatpants because I was not that person. I Did showed you up. Have a routine. Oh, girl, it was school? full makeup, full makeup, full cute pants. Like, just um, it was a vibe. It was mm-hmm. definitely a vibe. I had like a handmade bag. It was a moment. It was a moment that was happening. But I was also a big nerd, and so it was just like a moment in my own world mm-hmm. with me. And ooh, one of the things, one of the things I'm gonna just share. Um, with the group uh, I used to make my own pants with my mom we had like patterns and whatever because I just could never find pants at Hot Topic that like did the bell wide enough I just really needed wider jeans and so then we would sew pockets on the bottoms and so I would always have pockets on the bottoms of my jeans that I would like keep something in there sometimes like my cell phone and we would also embroider stuff on there so I would have like all sorts of just like cute embroidery on my pants it was so tight it was so cool like i was such a freaking trendsetter but only by myself in my own little world everything was so personalized (laughs) so yeah it was just like it was art i had a bag that was art it was made out of old jeans Mm -hmm. it's all like now that now that you're talking and like talking about like hollister and sweatpants and the boots with the fur and i think about Mm -hmm. like the Apple bottom jeans, yes, boots just, with the fur. Man, it was, it really was just <laughs> early 2000s, wasn't it? Some poetry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What did your, what did your high school makeup look like? Who oh, was she? We went through some eras. <laughs> there were some eras, Morgan. <laughs> like Taylor Swift. Some eras. Um, it went from, okay, so it went from like, super heavy like okay my seventh grade samantha Mm -hmm. like my beginning baby goth phase um and we're we're talking about like you know goth in minnesota suburbs like uh but i i got something called pixie sparkles from hot topic and so what i would do is i would do like my makeup 
I would do like foundation and powder and lips, Mm -hmm. do the eyeliner. And then I would put on like some, do you remember like the gel sparkle stuff? Yes. Yes, I do. Oh my gosh. The body freaking body glitter. Oh, body glitter. Okay. But you put it on your eyelids and then you dab the glitter onto your eyelids. And so for a while it was blue sparkle eyelid Samantha. Ooh, just iconic. So it was like real dark eyes, blue sparkles. I'm just having a moment. I'm gripping this. Okay. Um, so the other part of my makeup that uh, I did was, um, well, I would say w- along with my makeup, mm-hmm. I had a center part with a low ponytail. And that was like the beginning of the eighth grade energy. And then the color fell away in eighth and ninth grade. So we went from like colorful blue sparkly eyeshadow mm-hmm. to just like goth vibes with maybe a dark lip and like hair color okay morgan i see your hand up i have a question about your hair yeah. so was your hair was this a tight slicked ponytail was this a loose ponytail was it straight or wavy couple questions actually good, good follow questions. ups good questions yep yeah. yeah. let me uh let me <clears throat> so in ninth grade specifically it was a low ponytail that was center parted and then put in like a little not all the way put through bun so it's like kind of pulled through and then mm-hmm. like that but it was tight and it was straight yep. and it was just nobody's business because I had seven hours of school to do and I didn't have time for my hair mm-hmm. that's before like I knew how to do like a curling iron and stuff like that I was like I don't have time I don't care yeah you're just a baby goth at yeah, this point I was, I was just a baby goth <laughs> at this point Oh, so fresh, so fresh. Yeah. So that was that was the hair journey. I have such a clear picture of who she was. She she was iconic. Oh my gosh, she is an icon. I love her. Some eras. Fabulous. This was such a great one to end on. Mm. Oh, I feel nostalgic now. Wow. Just thinking about like how many times, and I think that you may relate to this with sweatpants, but the determination as Minnesotans that we had of wearing the clothing that we wanted, even though we knew we were going to arrive to school completely soaked all the way up to the knees. Like I was big into bell bottoms. It was like bell bottoms mm. became the goth clothes, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was like, it was like bell bottoms were my gateway pants mm-hmm. <laughs> to like kick girl pants and, you know, all of those cute pants. Uh, and so, yeah, I just, I just would, I just would never tuck in my bell bottoms because I thought it didn't look cool. I wouldn't put them in my boots. I would just let my bell bottoms hang out and I'd show up to school and I'd be completely wet all the way up to the knee. And then I wouldn't be dry all day and then I'd go home and it'd happen again. And it's the fashion, the mm-hmm. fashion we have up here, Morgan. Yep. I just wouldn't want to wear coats or stuff. Yeah. Because, or yeah, it's proper footwear because again, it's going to be negative 20 below zero uh, with the wind chill. And so what are you going to do? Wear inappropriate footwear, of course. I'm yeah. going to wear a boot that doesn't have any insulation and is meant for a beautiful, dry, sunny spring day. <laughs> because I'm a Minnesotan and that's what I do. That's right. That's <laughs> what we do. Ah! <laughs> wow. Well, Sam, should we wrap this one up? Yeah, we we should. This was a really cute time. Thanks, thanks for joining us, friends. Oh, this was great. Well, 
tune in next week. We are going to cover part two of the book Twilight oh, from the Twilight Saga by Stephanie Meyer. Yep. Oh, oh, I have so many things to say. I'm really excited about it. So many things to say about Twilight. Yeah, it's just been a lot of feelings over over in my brain. Oh, it's getting good now. Like all of the, I don't, it's just, the first part, it's a lot of the getting to know you and Edward's just acting so weird. What a fucking weirdo. Yeah. Okay. I can't wait to talk about but it. But now the romance is on. <laughs> oh, is the romance on? Oh, I can't wait. Do it. There's no rules anymore. <laughs> All right. So the last thing we need to do, um, here's what we're going to ponder before we head out. Here's our spiritual AF card. Oh, I'm glad that this is an explicit podcast. I was so sick of editing out these swear words. All right. Shit you don't have time for. Other people's shit. Crazy shit. Bullshit. Stupid shit. Fake shit. Shit that has nothing to do with you. Once you drop that kind of bullshitty shit, you'll have a whole lot more hours in the day to do awesome shit. Find shit to do that vibes with your soul. Shit that has no negative consequences. Shit that makes you say, oh, hell yes. Maybe even do some shit that benefits the world in some way. You have time for the fuck yeah shit. Thank you to Joybird for the use of our theme song, For Real. Love and abundance, friends. Bye. I got a smile, take it.